Hi y'all, it's Harley, they, them. Nicole, she, her. Daniel, he, him. And welcome to another episode of Somewhere Over the Trash Can. Today we'll be talking about hobbies and other interests we have. Yeah, uh, I know the last episode was a little bit more serious, but I can safely assure everybody that this is going to be back to our lively, lighthearted fun, so. Let's get started. Yeah. So, I love to write, and I also love to do art. <laughs> uh, I do a lot of digital art, and I will also do commissions, but right now I'm kind of in a bleh mood, so I probably won't do commissions right now, but anyway, I love to draw. Um, I'm trash at traditional art, but on my iPad, I can do a lot of cool things, which I'm really happy about, and I've definitely made some pieces of art that are better than others, because, you know, every artist, right? But I'm really proud of some of the things that I've done recently, and I think I've gotten a lot better about art, and just at art in general, just by practice. So, yeah, practice. I also love to write. I've been writing a Harry Potter fan fiction for a while now. It's an AU with my own characters, so it really doesn't mention many canon characters. Anyway, it's kind of chill, and I like to write, but I also have serious writer's block right now, so that's not doing much either. Those are the only two hobbies that I can really think of right now. There's definitely more, but I can't think of any right now. So, tangents to come, I guess. <laughs> Alright, so, does anybody else want to go over a couple of hobbies before we enter tangent land? Hobbies. Alrighty. So, obviously I like music and walking. I walk, like, kind of a lot, which I think might be, like, some weird genetic stuff going on because my great-grandma... She's like in her 90s, and she can walk faster than anybody else that I've ever met, including Nicole. And so I'll put my earbuds in sometimes, and I'll just like walk around my house. Especially since now I wake up at like 7 in the morning, and I can't stop. I think my record is 3 hours and 13 minutes of walking around with earbuds in. So I've already mentioned it before, but uh, I like music production. Um, I usually use the free version of FL Studio because, like, it's a hundred dollars for every year, I think. Which is so absurdly expensive for, like, just a little program where you, like, make music. But even the free version is pretty expensive. And I've used it to, uh, make a lot of music. Uh, particularly, like, the podcast music. But I also just do other things. I don't know. I'm thinking that it might be a possible career path. So you know those chocolate oranges? And they have the slices in them? Yeah. Those are the best. Those are really good. They really are. I've had like two in my entire life and I love them so much. I would die for them. Horror movies suck. Oh my god, I hate horror movies so right? much. They're horrible. I cannot do any sort of horror. I don't like it. Like, I watched people play Five Nights at Freddy's on the VR headset last night. And I almost started crying and I hid under a blanket the whole time. So I cannot even watch like let's plays in the horror games. I cannot watch like reviews on scary movies. I cannot do anything. I refuse to general. watch Silence of the Lambs, but I did watch Heathers. Heathers was really good. But granted, Heathers isn't really scary if you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. See, I can like listen to like listening to Heather's, that was not at all scary. And then I can... I love Silence of the Lambs as a book. But yeah, because a book, you can imagine it yeah. as less scary. But the movie, no matter how many times you say, 
oh, I know that this isn't real whatever. Like, I know, like, it mm-hmm. just, you, you just can't. I watched a documentary about how uh, people in film production use sound to, like, subconsciously warn you about coming danger. Like, that sense of dread that you get when you're watching a movie, it's all for the music. Yeah, it's because of, like, the difference between the really high pitches and the really low pitches being played mm-hmm. at the exact same time. Like, you'll hear, like, a really low, like, bass line. And then you'll hear, it's like, that, like that toy bum, box. Bum, bum, yeah, bum, bum, where it's, like, that high-pitched, almost, like, squeak. Like, almost like a heartbeat kind of, kind of yeah. echo. Mm-hmm. Or you might also hear, like, as I was saying before, like, a really low bass line and that, like, toy box kind of xylophone kind of sound that's really high-pitched. So, I like music boxes, but slow music boxes freak me out. This might be my tangent. Uh, this is like, a, there's like a psychological reason for having it being low and high at the same time. It's because, like, good horror isn't necessarily just all scary all the time. Good horror in movies often uh, applies, like, deception. Like, they make you think, oh, it's innocent, but something's off. That's the kind of feeling that that kind of music gets you. Because there's like a psychological reason for the low notes and the high notes in scary music, because there's like the high note uh, that gives you like just on a primitive level, it gives you the feeling of like, oh, small creatures like rabbits and mice and cute things make high pitched sounds, but then really big things like lions and panthers make low notes. So I don't remember what it's called, but I actually read about it earlier this morning because there's there's an effect. It's about CGI and why. People make, like, you know how, you know the animation in, like, Polar Express, and how it's, it's Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Uncanny Valley, that's it. Mm -hmm. Because we're so uncomfortable with things that are, like, almost human, but not quite. Right. And, but, like, no other species has, has had that documented. So then it was, like, it makes us wonder, like, what... What in our evolutionary past could have had us develop that trait? And then it was Wait, develop other, other human species. Uncanny Valley, yeah, because the other... Um, hold on, can you re-explain that? Sorry, I... Okay, so, Uncanny Valley, it's where you're made very uncomfortable by things that are very close to human, but not quite. <clears throat> like, oh. animation on Polar Express. Because um, there like were nine the, other species um, of Or the old Sonic, or the old mm-hmm. Sonic design, because it looked almost human-like, but it wasn't. Yeah. And so they changed it to be, like, have bigger eyes, like, It'd more, more human. Because, and it's, it's the same thing with, not as much the same thing, with, like, you know when those, like, wolf coming-of-age movies, mm. where there's, like, the outcast guy wolf, and well, then there's, no, like, no. the elitist girl wolf, and yeah, she's, like, all like, pointy, he's got, like, a really big nose. And his, like, eyes, his eyes are really, really small. Isn't it, like, Alpha and something? I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> I'm fun Omega, but I watched the trailer when I was a kid and I wanted to. So, anyway, it's because a lot of people think it's because um, there were, I think, nine other species of hominids when Homo sapiens was evolving and, you know, taking over the world. And so, I don't, I don't think they know, like, which came first. The, I don't like things that are not exactly human or I'm going to kill these things that are not exactly human. And then, like, that means that you don't like the thing. I don't know. But it's cool. That's why a lot of people, it like includes visuals, but it also includes movements. So like the, uh, I forget what company it is, but like the really advanced robotics company that made that video, like the dancing robot. It was like vaguely humanoid, but its movements were really human-ish. And a lot of people were freaked out by that because it's like the same effect, just not because of visuals like it is in Polar Express. 
So we're also, another thing that they do in horror with the high pitch noise, because as humans, we're hardwired to respond to high pitch noise. It's like a baby crying, right. because that's so important. It was so important to our evolution, because if we let all our babies die off because they were crying, because they were like hungry or whatever, and then we let them starve, then obviously we died out pretty fast. So, like, it's just a natural reaction of the brain that I guess, almost everyone, I guess, might not feel like could be psychopath. That if you are, if you hear a high-pitched sound that is similar to, like, a baby crying or, like, an ambulance. Yeah. It's yeah. that automatic thing of, like, I have, to, I have to protect this, I have to go help it, and it, like, yeah. sets you on edge. I have a lot of things where it's like, ooh, I like to do this. Time to invest all of my time in it for, like, six weeks. And then I forget, and then I don't have time to do it anymore, and I just fall off the, and I just don't do it anymore. I can't choose. For a while. But most of most of my hyper focuses revolve around like specific fandoms. Most of my hyper focuses are with games, like cer- certain games and certain activities. Um, not necessarily with like it can happen with sometimes like different types of art. But I used to play like Legos with my sister a lot, and then she grew out of it. But I kind of still wanted to do it, but you can't really play alone, right? Yeah. But that used to be a hyper-focus of mine. Um, I used to get really hyper-focused with The Sims free play, and then I would delete it because I wouldn't play it for a while, and then I would re-download it and get super hyper-focused on it again. Um, I was really hyper-focused with Geometry Dash at some point. But, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, my, most of my hyper-focuses are with, um, certain games. Um. I guess I'll go on a tangent about my hobbies. Yes. Um, my tangent is, why is music production so annoying just to find, like, a good program? Like, I know FL Studio's big, but then, why is it so expensive, though? Why are, why are you doing that? Why? I feel like music producers get a bad rep. <laughs> like, just, well, I'm mostly talking about, like, producers for, like, big names, like, big labels. I would like the, I guess the flexibility that FL Studio offers because it offers like a wide range of pre-installed instruments, but then it also lets you install like VSTs and plugins. Like I have one for the saxophone that's really nice that I just downloaded for free online. Uh, not piracy. That's just it was offered for free. Um, and that was really nice, but a lot of plugins aren't free, and that makes it rough. So I guess just pre-installed instruments. Um, I guess I like just the way um, that FL Studio is like formatted. I think the GUI is very easy. Not GUI. I think it's the interface is like really easy to interact with. Yeah, GUI is general user interface. Yeah, it, it's it's. It really confused me at the start, but then, like, you get a couple, you get, like, a basic understanding of it, right? And then it works really well. And there's a lot of fine-tuning that you can do. There's a lot of customization that you can do with, like, the individual sounds of each individual instrument. You can make your own instruments, like, in FL Studio using, uh, like, a synthesizer, right? And it's really cool, and you can fine-tune, like, everything to an incredible extent. Uh, and I just really like it. Uh, I'm yeah. using the free version right now, though. Music product, like music composing, just sounds so cool to me. Like I could never do it because I just don't have that ear 
but I know that people who like really like to do that, they can get really good. I really like making chords. I think I struggle a little bit more with the melody most of the time because I think what I like to do is I usually make chords first and then the melody. It's easier for me to imagine uh, that than the melody and then the chords because it's like the chords add like depth and feeling to it whereas a melody uh, or like a counter melody kind of sprinkling on top. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think I probably come up with me melodies first just because I'm really creative and I like to sing, but I don't, like, sometimes I'll just, like, come up with random words, right? I'll just, like, sing a little song, right? It doesn't make sense to me. But I can come up with, like, a, I can usually come up with a melody really, really well, but I'm really bad at adding, like, whatever accompaniment is with yeah. it. So, I'm really bad at coming up with accompaniment, but I'm really good at coming with melodies. I really like chords. They're very pretty. Mm -hmm. Just, like... Especially going up into like the jazzier, more dissonant like levels of chords. All right, so for our next little topic, I was thinking I'm gonna list out some hobbies, just like really common ones, right? And we're gonna give a rating on how well, like if we do it, kind of how much we like it, and then we can probably talk a little bit about it. All right, so the first one is athletics, just like any type of sport. Marching then is amazing. The rest for like a one out of ten. Playing I, them, watching them is nicer, but I don't understand how football works. Brooke, I was thinking, so Daniel and I Daniel and I have been in marching room for three years, right? When we were in eighth grade, we didn't know anybody on the high school team, right? Because we just weren't in the high school. And then last year, everybody that we knew was on the front uh, was on the freshman team, right? But like we know people, I know people on the varsity football team this year. And that is, like, so weird to me because, I mean, this is the first year where people I know even had the chance to be on the varsity team. So we're playing with for people that I know. And that's kind of weird to me. <laughs> like, not in a bad way, just weird. Um, Daniel, do you want to give a writing to sports and athletics? I don't really do much in the way of sports, other than marching then, obviously. Just like, give them a rating out of 10. Solid 7 out of 10. For the whole athletic bit, the music bit is 9 out of 10. Mm -hmm. I did ballet when I was like, I think, 2 to like, or maybe, no, older than that, probably more like 3 or 4 to 6, I think, and then 7 to mm -hmm. like, 10-ish was soccer. And then I did volleyball for a few years, and then I just stopped doing sports, and now I do marching band. Um, alright, second hobby, reading. Harley, do you want to give a rating? Reading is nice, I like reading. What's your rating? Twelve bajillion out of ten. And Daniel? Depends on the book. Eight out of ten for good books. Alright, I, I think I can respect that. I would probably give it a 9 out of 10. It's really relaxing unless I don't have time, then it's stressful. Okay. If it's reading that I have to do for school and it's not leisure reading, it could be the best book in the world and I would hate it because if you have to read... Yeah. Okay, it's kind of like a study that they did a really long time ago, back when, like before cars. They were like, oh, people who like took chariot rides for leisure, um, just for fun, 
except they took those people and they started paying them to do it and they treated it like a job and immediately stopped being fun and the people who used to like going on chariot rides for leisure started hating doing it because it was for money and because they had to do it. Mm -hmm. Something with books. If they have to do it, I will not. Okay. Hear me out. Realistic fiction romance novels. I like them. Yep. It depends on how creepy the romance is. Like Oh, yeah, that, that's a fact. Depending on, like, if it's enemies to lovers, if it's, like, enemies to lovers, but the enemy... Or, but it's, like, one guy is, like, keep asking the one girl out, and she keeps saying no and no and no, and finally she gives in. That's no. gross. No, Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that crap. That is not something that I enjoy reading. But if it's, like, a genuine, like, good love arc... And, like, okay. a good story, I will read the crap out of it. I mentioned it on the phone with Dana a while ago, but, like, there are a lot of harmful... There's a lot of harmful stuff out there. Like, there's that thing where the girl, like, won't shut up about how nervous or how scared she is. Or, like, I don't know, she's, like, yelling at him, and the guy just, like, kisses her to shut her up. Mm. And it's like, yes, Ew. That's not okay. Like... I hate how it's always played in, like, a romantic setting, but, like, that's creepy. So, recommendations for these. Uh, right now, I'm in the middle of a book called Made You Up. It's about uh, a schizophrenic who makes, who, like, is trying to figure out whether their love interest is, like, made up in a hallucination. And it's really interesting. I'm only, like, four chapters in, but it's pretty good. I like the author's writing style. Um, other recommendations, frankly in love, I cried so hard when I was reading that. I was in the middle of We the People in eighth grade and I cried. Because it's a good book. Um the people I like, thing about the girl with red hair who comes over on a ship because they're kinda of, like disowns or whatever. Where's about the mics? Also the sun is also a star. Um, I love red, bright, and royal blue. I love I really liked it. Partially because there's not there's not a lot of good LGBTQ plus, like, fiction. Like, a lot of it is just tropes. Or not trope. Well... Stereotypes. Yes. That, that's the word. A lot of it is just stereotypes. And stereotypes are gross when it comes to fiction, because then you see the same thing in every single story, and they're not good developed characters. Yeah. Either, yes. either it's a little bit like um, Love, Simon, where... Or, I guess, the actual book is Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda... But we're, like, coming out and the decision to come out is, like, the entire point of this one, like, LGBTQ plus character. <laughs> or it's just, like, they're the side character and I'm gay just because we need a diverse cast of characters. Or there's the, um, I guess straight people don't know how to write women who are in relationships with other women. Because it's always, this, it's, like, the exact same thing. It's always every single time the really masculine lady with uh, a really like, soft femme, like physically small woman. Yeah. Yeah, and like the like one side of their uh, head is shaved completely bald, like a buzz cut, but then they have the other bit that's long and it's folded that, over. Yeah. I don't remember what the name of the haircut is called, but like it's every lesbian woman in media. Yeah, the, it's Sorry. just not good representation. Um, also, there are the characters who come out simply for the straight person's sake 
Mm-hmm. Like just to like develop because, them as a character, make mm-hmm. them seem oh I'm inclusive or I'm like accepting. The, I can't lie to you anymore. This is who I am. Like that is so harmful. That or thing. like where almost it seems like the character owes the straight person to come out. Like mm-hmm. no, they don't owe you anything. If there are like young LGBTQ listeners out there, and you feel pressured to come out to people. Don't, especially if it will affect your safety. You don't owe them anything. Mm-hmm. If you want to come out, that's great, but you don't have to if you do not feel comfortable, regardless of what anybody says. Okay. Good LGBTQ representation can be, like, very different depending on the situation and how you want it to come across. You, you could go the route of it, like, being... Um, like a main focus of the character, you could go the route of it being like the main focus of the character, like that's their struggle. In addition to obviously like being a human, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could do the thing where it's just like it's just there. People don't really mention it. It's not like it's not. They don't make a big deal out of it. It's kind of like including people of color in media. Just because a character is black does not mean you have to um, make their entire character that they are. Black. Yeah. Like, they can just be like that because that's the way society is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like... I think there's, I'm more of a fan... There's a place for both of them. Um, I think I'm I'm a fan of subtle representation. Like... Star Trek. Like the I've never like, seen Star Trek, so I can't... Most recent Star Trek movie... Um, I forget his name. He's a really cool character, if I remember correctly. Um, but just one of the... Uh, one of the main crew members, like, there's, like, a really, uh, short shot where he's just, like, with another guy, and they're, like, they're, like, carrying a child, and just really subtle, and it's quick, and I, it's great. Um, but, like, this isn't necessarily subtle, but I love She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, like, the new, no, it's not really, like, new, but the one that is more recent and the one that didn't come out in the 80s, because, um... It's not necessarily subtle, but at the same time, like, um, Adora's character arc is more of her becoming the She-Ra, dealing with that power, like, having that responsibility, and not, oh, she's a lesbian, she's pining after Catra this entire time. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Right. But, yeah, subtle character, subtle representation is amazing, because it's almost as if young LGBTQ plus people... Like, see themselves, and it's not, and they're more than just their queerness. Or or they're more than just their, like, yeah. Uh, what is our opinion on some more common hobbies? I know, Harley and I are really into art, but what's your stance on art, Daniel? Photography. I love photography. You're a really good photographer. Um, I like photography because... In my opinion, like, it's easier than art because, like, I want to say that. I'm, <laughs> okay. In my opinion, I like photography better than art because I find that it's easier to find good things to take photos of rather than it is to find good things to paint. Also, I'm really bad at drawing and, like, adding color to things. I'm um, really good at digital art, but I'm trash at traditional art, so... Um, I just think it's easier, and I think it's nice, because it lets you see the beauty in everyday life, rather than 
something that can be drawn and have things about it like changed because of the way that it's painted. Obviously, paintings are beautiful. I really love art, um, but photography in a way, I think is something that is more accessible to myself and that I enjoy a little bit more. I uh, wanted to kind of take this time to share just some uh, like to many hobbies, things that you enjoy doing. So just things that are like, things that you enjoy doing but aren't like a full-blown hobby. I like to cook. Not necessarily, it's not, I would say it's not a full-blown hobby because I don't cook a lot. But like, whenever I have to like make potatoes or even if I'm just like making ramen for lunch, I like to experiment about what I put in it. And I really like being at the stove and like getting to choose what spices to put on the potatoes. Pro tip. If you put cumin on like, um, just like sauteed potatoes, amazing man, those things are so good. Or not sauteed, but like just kind of like if you put, if you slice up potatoes and you put them in a pan to like, kind of like just cook, right? I, I normally do, um, cumin, salt, pepper, rosemary, and a little bit of thyme, and those things are so good. Actually, this just came to my mind, but, um, I guess another mini hobby that I have is hoarding things. <laughs> Like, just, like, little mementos from my childhood. Like, I still have, like, all of my old, like, kind of artwork from, like, first through third grade when it was really garbage. But, you know, you have the sentimental value with it, right? And you like to keep that. Things that I've made in the past that I don't have use for, but, again, the sentimental value. It takes me ages to go through anything because I will say, oh, but maybe I want to rem remember this when I'm older and I'll, like, put it in a box right in the... Yeah, anyway, this is a long story short of saying that I hoard sentimental value. Yeah. I hoard pretty things. Like, a lot of... I, I want to say crystals. I forget what it's called, but there's, like, some cave system that starts with M somewhere in Indiana. Oh, the mammoth? Mariana Caves. Mammoth, mammoth Caves? Or something like that. I think so. It's like some something caves and has like the super reflective lake or something inside the caves. And um, I remember I went there once and we bought a bunch of little crystals. There's like geodes. I, I guess I keep a lot of books that I used to like that I don't read anymore. Um, like a lot of Calvin and Hobbes. I have pretty decently sized stuffed animal collection just because sentimental value. <laughs> um, I also have like old toys from my childhood that I haven't thought to get rid of. Harley, do you have any? Nice rocks are the best. Like I have one that I keep in a special bag, like one of those little bags that you get at the dollar store. Because I found it in a construction site, but it's so nice, I can't explain it. They're just rocks. Also, as far as crystals go, I don't really like crystals after you put them in the tumbler to make them smooth. I like them when they're, like, jagged, right? Because it's more pretty, it's more natural that way, right? Yeah. This just came to my mind. So I used to be really bad at making playlists because they used to all just kind of be the same set of songs. Like, 
I would have a playlist of, say, Hamilton songs, and then I would have another playlist of songs from Hamilton that I like more than other songs. And then I would, like, narrow that down even further, right? And then you'd have, like, I'd have a playlist of, like, 80s songs, and then I would have, you know, some of my favorites of those, right? But I would just be really, really bad of making, like, songs that all have this certain vibe. But once I got my brief trial on Spotify Premium, I, like, really kind of got into playlist making. And I really love the playlists I have right now. Um, I pretty much just have one that I don't really listen to a ton anymore, but it's just kind of, like, energetic songs. And then I have um, Lighter Fluid Slurp Slurp. Which is kind of like songs from that, but also songs from like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, because I mentioned several episodes back that I really like those songs, and like just that kind of vibe of music. Then I have a playlist of like kind of more relaxing songs, and then I have my 80s playlist, because why don't and why don't you have an 80s playlist? But yeah, I've kind of started getting into more like playlist making and coming up with things that I enjoy listening to, so I can just like shuffle a playlist and I almost never skip a song. I'll just, like, make a little, like, starter playlist of a specific, maybe, genre. And then Spotify does this thing where they just, like, add in music to that playlist that they think fits the same genre. And I'll just listen to that. Because um, that's nice, in my opinion. I like that. I do that a lot. Uh, and it's a nice way to find more music from different artists, mm-hmm. especially, and just broaden out your tastes. I really like Spotify. I think it's, it's not, I don't know, there's no one music stream, like, platform that's perfect. Um, I will say, I hate the free version of Spotify just because the ads genuinely do suck. And, like, if you're really in kind of in a groove, especially in a spot where you can focus and, like, actually get work done, and then an ad comes on, there's, like, a 9 out of 10 chance that it's going to break you from that rhythm. But, again free trial of Spotify that I got over the summer that ends in like 10 days and I'm really sad it has definitely helped me because I literally can just shuffle a playlist and I'm just in a groove which is good shout out to meditation mm, I love meditating I cannot meditate for the life of me okay also like tips on sleeping um I think it's like three four seven no three seven four breathing technique where you inhale for three. I thought it was four, seven, eight. That's right. Oh, yeah, four, seven, eight. Uh, inhale for four, hold it for seven, exhale for eight. Uh, other things you can do, you can, as far as physical things go, you can, uh, like, control your breathing and focus on that. You can tense all of the muscles up in your body, like, scrunch into a little ball, squeeze every muscle you have, and then let go, and, like, it gets rid of all of the tension. Um, and it helps, like, get rid of some of the soreness, and as far as mental things go, count by, like, a large interval back from, like, a random number. Like, I think a good one is counting backwards from 300 by intervals of 3. So you go 300, 297, 294, 291, and you keep going. Two eight, like, 288, 285. Yeah, that is. Um, it's like I've, better than just quote unquote counting sheep because it's like more mentally taxing, I guess, but not to the point where you're actually stressing out thinking about it. Yeah. I have been meditating for like 300 and 
four days now, I think. Which I'm really annoyed because my meditation app broke my streak. Sometimes I am literally just too exhausted to meditate and like think clearly. In that case, I will like just play it for five minutes and then I'll like sleep. But for the most part, I have not skipped other than when I was like physically ill. But I don't know, meditating helps me like kind of calm down and like get a kind of a grip on where I am before I can like kind of just do some like deep breathing and go to sleep. Lately what I've been doing is I used to have like chimes set for two minutes, two minutes, and one minute, and before like the end of the five minutes. But lately, I just have been like, I'll take kind of notice in things around me, like what sounds are around me, what things I can like, just like feel like physically, and then things that I can feel mentally. And then I go through like, things that I'm grateful for that day, just because you know, positivity and stuff. And then I'll, whatever time is left within my five minutes, I will just like kind of do some deep breathing. Anyway, um, I feel like I've been talking the most this episode, but anyway, I have something I want to say. So when it comes to just like things to pass the time, I really love doing like a gem by number type of like kind of relaxing activity and then like putting on a show. Like recently I've been watching Lucifer and yeah, I really like to watch that while I'm doing like a gem by number or I'm just like drawing. So recently I've been drawing tiles. And tiles are really relaxing, but also really, like, annoying to draw. I do them each individually, which means I'm drawing X amount of boxes a million times, but they also look kind of good. Um, do you guys have any other, like, kind of passive things that you guys like to do? I read. I take naps. Lots of naps. I can't take naps, which is kind of weird. As far as passing time goes, just like... Go back through your head and review the major things that happened that day. Look back on those memories. That kind of deal. Look through old stuff, right? Yeah. Remember something that happened a long time ago that you might have forgotten about. Remember an old friend you had like a couple of years ago in school that you might have drifted away from. That really sounds sad for me because then you kind of remember like what used to be and what mm -hmm. isn't anymore. Well, like. Animals, just like dogs, cats, pet them. I don't That's We say as we pet the dog. Yeah. We're petting Gunner, Nicole's dog, right now. We love him. Alright. I think that's pretty much it. We actually did have a question. So, I'm going to read it here. And then... We are going to answer it. Um, obviously, names are going to be kept confidential. So when you send an email, please provide some sort of like almost fake name to go with it. I'm thinking of joining marching band, but I feel like people will make fun of me. What should I do? Marching band sounds really fun, but I hate it. Or, but the hate it gets is sometimes undeserved. Hope you can answer my question. Thanks. From Maury Dankin. So, what I've actually noticed when I talk about marching band in schools, the people who I talk about it to are, even if they're like fellow athletes, are really impressed with the time and commitment we put in. Or like, I'll talk to a teacher about this, they're like, yeah, I can see you out there like, all day on the weekends working, or and I can see you out there during the summer, and you put a lot of work in. Mm -hmm. A lot of like the heist, like, in movies, how everything is like divided into cliques, at least at our high school, it's not really that case. 
and like band kids aren't really like the geeky unpopular kids. I mean, some of us are. Band kids are always band kids. Yeah, it's not like... I mean, sure, you're labeled... I mean, I'm definitely labeled as a band kid, considering how much I talk about, like, just tuba in general. But, like, at least there's not a... If you say, oh, I'm in marching band, it's not like, oh, you're in marching band? You're really uncool and blah, blah, blah. Right? Like, it's just an activity that you do. And some people will think that it's that they're not interested in it, and some people will think it's really cool, and some people just don't have an opinion about it. Mm -hmm. I think most people are just like that. They're just on the fence. They don't know what to think about it, because they haven't put much thought into it. Yeah. Because it's only, like, a very small group of people that thinks of doing marching men, because it's just band kids, and there's, like, orchestra kids and mm -hmm. art kids, too, that, yeah. like, have never even thought about it, because obviously they'll play an instrument. Yeah. It's a PE credit. It is. Mm -hmm. So. At least at our school it is. Um, so pretty much in conclusion, at least try it out. Like, I think that you could have a lot of fun with it. Um, and there's no harm in trying it. If it ends up not really being your thing, that's perfectly okay. But if you are thinking about joining it and you don't, you might regret it. So try it, definitely. People won't make fun of you. And if they do, beat them up. Yeah. With your instrument. Sting up their nose. <laughs> That would be really hard to do with the tuba. Yeah, it's possible. You need to, like, <laughs> expand the nostril. You would, know? like, tear things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, thanks for sending in the question, Worry Band Kid, and I hope that, we all hope that you decide to try marching band. Alright. Uh, I think it's time to uh, end this week's episode. Um, as always, make sure to send us emails. Please help. We're lonely. We're sad. Come on, send us an email. <laughs> I need it. Um, also, check us out on our Instagram at somewhere over the trash can. Uh, and an email which I definitely remembered to mention um, is somewhere over the trash can at gmail.com. No spaces, no capitalization. No periods, dots, dashes, anything weird with that. Yeah, I think that's mostly it from us. Yeah. The dog just left, so now I'm sad. I think that's pretty much it. All right. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Woof.